and welcome to the latest issue of the Three Old Geeks Podcast. Not only do I have the usual cast of characters, but a multitude of special guests. So we'll start off with the contrarian, sometimes ruinator, the keeper of the inner sanctum, and the numbers guy. Keith of Keith Comics, Keith, how are you? I am excited. We have all these guys here to carry the weight that I don't. So I'm Yeah, somebody see. needs to carry the, the water around here, and it ain't going to be you. Exactly. It Thank might as you. well be buckets of milk. Oh, that's a good one. He's so witty. <laughs> oh, I'm on my game today. And of course, the man who's always wrong and with holes in several of his collections, the pictures guy, several other names. Brian needs one. Brian, how are you? <laughs> he ain't heavy. He's my brother. I thought you said he was heavy. <laughs> you. We carry you. Oh, oh Yeah, because you ain't heavy. You're my brother. That's your brother. That's my real brother. And speaking of brothers, we have the notorious intergalactic bounty hunter and our returning champion, Dr. Rich Needs One. Dr. Rich, how are you? Outstanding. It's great to be back. Happy holidays, everybody. Wow. I can't believe you two are related. You're like the, the opposite sides of a coin. I swear to God. Like he's like you're the good head and you're the good the head and then you're the he, good head <laughs> and then he's the scarred the double face coin from two face he's the give scarred the version. Can't give head. He's yes. the bad. Yeah, head. I just fucking set up for the rest of the oh, good head. <laughs> we can cut. This. You should know better. <laughs> Let's start. And of over. course, our favorite glutton for punishment and the most generous man we know, Mike. Mike, how are you? Doing great. This is gonna be fun. <laughs> At he least is. you he think is. so. The most generous really? man that we know. He is. he is so kind. He brings. Red Vines. Yeah, Red Vines. Thanks for that again, Mike. I'll get even with you eventually. Well, I'm, of course, the long-suffering world's oldest kid sidekick. My name is Lance. I am the words guy. And gentlemen, fools talk. Cowards are silent. But wise men listen. What? So so that makes us all fools, I guess. And welcome to another issue! Uh, Brian, just so you know, a man's ambition should not exceed his worth. So do you have any worthy news for us? His only ambition. Wow. Wow. He watches <clears throat> one... It's like a fortune cookie. <laughs> watches one flick with Asians in it, and all of a sudden he is Fu Manchu. I'm fucking Confucius compared to you, pal. So. You know what? <laughs> you are fucking Confucius. I'm confused. I prefer his wife. Um... You know, I'm getting a little tired. There's no comic book news. There's barely any ever. And I'm really getting tired of the, uh, oh, wait, Spider-Man's changed the logo on his sleeve. That's not news, guys. Let's get it together and let's put out some shit that people want to really get into. But uh, so, no, there isn't any news of note this week. Um, We got Aquaman coming out. Who gives a shit? Got the Iron Claw coming out. Oh, Iron Claw's coming out. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we got um, something happening in the next couple of weeks. Wow. Um, I think. It's oh, gonna, it's uh, be Rebel like it's Moon. A new year. No, Rebel Moon, which I'm excited about. Are you really? Uh, Zack Snyder's Star Wars? Yes. I have heard nothing but just trash reviews. That's what it. I just saw this morning. I just. Every, it's not. I'm not seeing one positive review wait, wait, on the, is, out of anything that I've seen. Is, there, is he taking it off of something that's been done before? Because then he does a great job. When he makes They're it basically in- saying it's derivative of, it's co- in- entirely derivative of Star Wars. You know, here's the thing. What's the Here's the thing, I think, with uh, Zack Snyder. 
people don't understand him. <laughs> people don't understand him, but he has hardcore fans. Not only does he have hardcore fans, but he has hardcore people who want to work with him. Like actors, big actors, would give up salaries, would do all kinds of shit to be able to work with this guy. So he's obviously doing something right. So if they're all going to give shit reviews, um, fuck them. I'm just, I, I was making no, a statement. I have not. I am a Zack Snyder fan. We know, this is well documented, Brian. I enjoyed his Justice League. I enjoyed his Batman v Superman. I enjoyed Upskirt. Uh, oh, wait, known as, uh, what, Sucker Punch or? You enjoyed Sucker Punch. You liked uh, Batman v Superman. I did. Uh, there, It had its problems. It had its issues. But uh, I, I liked what he did with them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did I tell you I saw Here we go. There an we go. interview this week <laughs> with Rena Riffle? No. Trasharella? Yeah. Yes. Are you kidding? No. Dude, send me the link. Uh, it was, I, I have to fight. She was, it wasn't long. Uh, she was basically just saying that. Uh, Trasharella will be back. You well, they were. Oh, I remember what it was in. Uh, I'm not going to say that because uh, then you all think I'm a pervert. We all know you're. A pervert. Okay, it was in nudity and Brian, movies. Brian, I literally announced you as the dirty old geek. It was. Everybody knows you're a pervert. The history of nudity in movies, of which oddly I fell asleep during. That does not surprise me one. Uh, so I'll have to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> But Rita Riffle was in that. Because what I learned is that you don't audition naked. Like, there's not nudity in auditions. That's wrong to ask that. You don't just ask starlets to get naked at auditions. You, you don't do that for job interviews either? I do. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm doing wrong. But only jobs I want to get. But she was saying that, yes, for showgirls, they had to audition naked. Uh, on a poll. I don't understand nudity. If I, well, if I was in a big budget film, he at said showgirls. But I, well, <laughs> but I mean that's the. I, think, I don't know what the budget of that was, but it was still millions of dollars. I mean, if you're spending millions of dollars, I think you would have to know, like what they. I, and I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just I'm being like kind of. I don't know what the fuck I'm being here, but like I, if they're not good looking naked, like. Man, that just sucks to find out on the day of shooting. Right. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, like if they have no nipples. <laughs> so they take off their shirt and there's no nipples and they look like Barbie. Then you'd be like, whoa, whoa, let's check the contract. Did anybody put in, you have to have nipples. Did anybody put that in? Because if you didn't, we're fucked. We're fucked on this one. Make her the receptionist. Um, but the other side of that, because my wife was watching it. I don't know why. I was not watching it. It wasn't like I picked the film. It was she started watching it. She stopped watching it because it was mean. But suddenly I hear her yell, Oh my God, there's twat. What? Yeah. Turns out, yeah, there's full frontal nudity in uh, Showgirls. You did. You, we, you, we watched you this movie. That? You made a comment. Oh, just forget it. Is oh, this, no, I knew that. Is this new news? This is news? 
No, this no. was we were just talking. This is Brian. Oh, this is Brian no. taking the opportunity of giving a platform to speak on su- subjects that interest him. Brian's so technically, going it's uh, this way, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> no. The whole point of the exact conversation was: uh, I saw an interview with Rena Riffle, and we love Rena Riffle. She is a podcast favorite. Oh, uh, and so I was like, great. Um, no, we did have a few passings though. Uh, a couple of big ones for us, or at least for me. We had uh, Camden Toy, who was a Buffy villain. He was played a many number of Buffy. Yeah, many makeup. of the creatures in Buffy he was and one Angel. Of the gentlemen, uh, big guys. Yeah, I, think I mean, he, he was, was the, the Uber vampire. Yeah, yeah, he was, uh, and unfortunately, he passed. That's sad. Uh, Ryan O'Neill, who uh, is best known as Farrah Fawcett's partner, um, and is. Literally, he's in Walter Hill's debut feature, The Driver, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, as um, fucking phenomenal. Paper Moon. I absolutely loved that movie as a, as a young person. Now how do you feel about it? Still love it. Okay. Yeah, I still well, love it. Well, you said as a young person. I thought maybe that's changed. Oh, yeah, no. Uh-uh. Okay. okay. No, okay. It's, it's still a great movie. And uh, what's her, the, what's the daughter's name? Tatum? Tatum Tatum O'Neill. Tatum, I kept wanting to say Camden, and that was Toy, and I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, she won an Oscar for that. It was great. Uh, and then the big one for me, uh, which just hit hard, was Andre Brower. Died, so died are you a homicide guy, or were you a... I'm a homicide Okay. Guy. Homicide was one of the finest. If I had to throw in top ten programs of all time, it's probably in my top And guy. what I loved about it was that the producers of Homicide were great friends with the producers of Law & Order. So they would do crossovers, crossovers. Uh, which was fucking great. Or they would throw in little Easter eggs. Yeah. Um, but Homicide Life on the Street is one of the best. Yeah. And he was he was the most interesting character. Absolutely. On that. He was absolutely absolutely unbelievable. Uh, get him in the box. So uh, and then uh, to oh, show his comedy ch- uh, comedy chops on Brooklyn Nine Nine yeah. was uh, phenomenal. So uh, that to me is just a huge loss. So moment of silence. So we don't leave this thing on a downer. What? So we don't leave this thing on a downer. We're going to talk about Rena Riffle some more, aren't we? No. I think it's episode five of Blue-Eyed Samurai. Yes. Woo! Thank you, Dr. Rich. Is one of the finest hours or 45 minutes of television I have ever seen. Oh. Talk amongst yourselves. All right. For this edition of the world famous, and I have the data to prove it, top three list. Gentlemen. We're going to keep 15 minutes on the timer just to keep this uh, to a relatively short period because we've talked at length about everything else. What are your top three hopes for the coming year? And go. Okay, so, uh, you know, I was thinking about it over the last uh, couple of years. I've taken a lot of really big emotional hits. Uh, lost a lot of people that are important to me. Um I, uh, I've had a few health scares. Uh, I don't mean to get real on this, but, uh, you know, so they've really brought to light um, how fractured my family is and how much I would love in this next year to bring us all together before we're gone. Because I, I see now that... No, I'm kidding. Uh, <clears throat> what I'd really like to see is them clear up the streaming shit uh, in the next year. Well, the um, important things. The important, <laughs> yeah, I would like to see uh, them package it either differently or come up with a way to do it so that it's... it's. I, I kind of like the a la carte way of doing it. It's just not... It, it's getting to be too much. Okay. 
my third hope is um, I hope that they're able to make season two at the same level of quality um, and Boba release Fett? it in 2024 as uh, Blue Eye Samurai. Because, you bastard! Oh, I'm you sorry. Bastard. I'm Everybody, sorry. God damn! Now I gotta think uh, something else. That uh, again it is such an amazing season. If they're able to do 85 percent of what season one is, great. But I want it. Like I want it now. My number three is uh, I hope next year that Marvel and DC actually come back to either C2E2 or um, Heroes and Villains or one of them. I guess it's Keith is shaking his head, no, so I, I guess it's not going to happen. Think so it's gonna happen. so that one's out the window. So well, you can. Oh, that's what your hope. That's why you're hoping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my hope is that they'll I, I do hope it. You're yeah. right, but see now that you guys are fitting right in there, you're hoping. Hoping. What's yours? I'll go. I'll go last. Well, I'll make something different. Doctor Rich stole Blue Eye Samurai. Was that actually your number three? It was my number three. Actually, really? that low down. Um, I would like to see. And if we're talking hopes and hopes and dreams, uh, I would like to see one of the major two... Come out with a good movie. Oh, sorry. No, major two comic uh, companies come out with... And, and I know, Brian, you've been singing the praises of like Justice Society and stuff like that. I would like to see, uh, if it's a throwback or a, uh, whatever, I would like to see them come out with something that, that appeals to me, because nothing has. Wow. Oh, okay. Like, I'm reading, like, Keith gave me a, a bad copy, like a, a... Bad copy. Not a bad, well, a, a disposable yeah, yeah, copy, yeah. if you will, of Thunderbolts. Yeah. What a great... It's... It, there's there's layers to it, but there's great superhero stuff and great, you know, character stuff in it and the greatest reveal ever, and it's just, there's nothing that's like that anymore. I'd like to see something like that. I agree. Wow. Um, I'm hoping that they... Kill Grogu. Get rid of that freaking little Muppet. Just I want him gone. I want him gone for good. He's going to be a Sith. Just get rid of him. You know, we all hope for improvements. We all hope for better. That is an improvement. And what you hope that for is, is an death. Improvement. You hope for death and destruction of dreams. With death, he'll become more mighty and than I'm sorry, ever dude. He's a, he's a marketing machine. You will never be rid of him. At the hope. Yeah, he makes money. Yeah, he makes money. All right, number two, Brian. Uh, what I'm hoping is, is that they, um, that they stop as studios this year. Cause we're only getting two, uh, comic book movies next year. And, uh, and really DC's is the Joker. So it's not even like it's a comic book movie. Uh, but I'm hoping that they, uh, they take a step back and, and rethink how they're doing these movies. Yes. Um, and and give us something new, give us something quality. Uh, come up with a plan. Um, I I don't know that we're ever going to see Warner Brothers uh, Marvel up. They're not going to do that. Uh, and I and I'd like to see Marvel kind of get back on track. That's my hope. Uh, I'm going to add on to your hope. I really want them to. I I want some clarity as to what they're doing one of the great things and it worked and maybe it won't ever work again for the original films up to avengers in the mcu up to avengers endgame was that it, it was building and the way they did it was never seen before and they did it at a really high 
quality level. <coughs> it seems like they fractured it. Was it was all thought and, out. Was the and, whole thing. And there are a number of different storylines. You don't know where they're going, and they've introduced so many characters that you're not really getting any development. And the 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 other thing is the mutants. At some point here, just introduce the damn mutants. Like, let's move on. They have. Yeah, but it's still it's still like it's a, still like not crumbs. like yeah. the, the in twenty four they're going to be uh, releasing X Men ninety seven, and that's that's finally something. But like I'm talking X Men, like give us some clarity. That's what I want. So kind of along the same lines as what you're. Yeah. My second one is I've seen recently that there is some talk of Supernatural returning for either. Season 16 or a movie coming out, uh, Jensen Ackles actually went on uh, social media and said that, you know, uh, he wants fans to write in or start a petition or something because I guess there is plans in the work, but the streaming platform or whoever wants it is kind of on the fence. So I'm kind of hopeful I get season 16 so they can fix the horrible ending that they had on season 15. <laughs> so. Uh, I'm going to lance mine based on what Mike just said. Um, I hope somebody discovers time travel so we can end Supernatural at the end of season five or it was supposed to end. That, that would be perfect. That, and yeah. uh, my my other one, my actual one would be um, there's all these rumors floating around about the Fantastic Four movie and casting and all this other stuff. I just hope it's going to be... It's not just the, the, the hot ticket guy, you know, Timothy, Timothy Chalmay as the Human Torch because he's the, the hot item in Hollywood. I hope that Marvel actually puts some thought into it and says, you know what, let's, let's you know, I don't know if Pascal's the right guy to play Reed Richards or whatever. It'd be interesting, but I hope that they put some thought into it and the casting of the Fantastic Four movie. because Pascal? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's yep. the rumor. No. Yes. How effing horrible. Yes. No, you know what I've heard, and, and I'm going to agree with, this This is the last shot for Fantastic Four. Yes. yes. Uh, they either do a movie that's worthy or um, give it up. Just forget it's it. It's never going to happen. It's never going to be as good as what it was. And nobody's going to support yeah, yeah. it. The fans are not out there to support it. They'll go Follow one more. Follow a story from the comics. It's well, all that's... written for you. It's seriously. Yeah. But it's it's a lot you did that with Iron Man. You did no. that with other things. You no. did that with Thor. Yeah. I just... heard Vanessa Kirby is right, right. Sue Storm. Right. Sue Storm. And um, Kirby. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'll look her so, up. So, uh, Mission Impossible, the last movie that came out, yeah. she's uh, the Russian, right? Isn't yeah. it the Russian that she has the MacGuffin that he, that okay. cruises after? Okay. The white, the white, yeah, the white, white queen or whatever. Yeah, she yeah. she's yeah, the broker. Yeah, yeah, the broker. The broker, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see it. Uh, just because she had really blonde hair in it. She was Those perfect for Sue Richards. She's a great actress. She was in The Crown. Um, oh, he's, oh he's I've seen that, that then. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, no. No. Really? Just I just oh, you did your, your Lance. Right. I, I would hard. really love to see, and I, there's no rumors of it, so it's all just coming out of my little head. Um, shut up. Uh <laughs> I know as soon as I say something, it's a bad thing to say around. You're Brian. dribbling again. <laughs> I would love to see uh, Bruce Tim-esque Justice League versus the Avengers 
just take that story that Perez did. If you could do it in Perez style, fine, that'd be great. Can't. But I know you can't. I don't think you can animate no. that. So if you do a Bruce Tim style, I think it'd be phenomenal. I think that story's great. It has everyone in it. It might rejuvenate. Hell, cross over some comics again. You guys aren't doing crap. Do something interesting. I would love to see that, and I would love to see exactly what you're saying. Um, It'll never happen, but it's hopes, right? Yeah, with uh, with what Warner Brothers is doing I, and their animation style. Yeah. It's for shit. Oh, God, that War World? Uh, well, supposedly after crisis the next, up. after Crisis, they're changing the style again. Yeah, but they're changing the style again. So, so what the now? reason, Well, the reason they're doing that <clears> is because you got James Gunn launching... Creature Commandos and the Superman yes. movie. So yeah. the thinking is, okay, Tomorrowverse, which is what they call that new animation style, it ends with Crisis. Everything gets reset. Oh. You launch Creature Commandos and super, the Superman movie. So you get the, the new Anyone style. Anyone care about Creature Commandos? Yes. I do. I, I do. think it's going to yes. be pretty cool. I mean, outside of people who read comics. Again. Maybe. You know what? It's no James Gunn. About, who cared about right, uh, Guardians, uh, of Guardians of the Galaxy? Galaxy right. But they had a, a cute uh, raccoon, so I knew it was going to do well. And, and then they had a tree. Which a was, tree and a raccoon. Yeah, yeah. That's and all you got. Need. You got Frankenstein? So. Yeah, with a sword, yeah, which so. no one's going to understand why well, he has a sword. They, they, they will when they watch it. <laughs> uh, so number one for me? Yeah. I would like to see them. My hope. My hope. Is improved comics. Just fucking improved comics. I, I don't. You know what? What they're doing now is not working. Uh-huh. It's not working for anybody. There's there's five or six titles that are really good. If you're reading uh, Birds of Prey, has been phenomenal. Um, but outside of that, five or six comics. <laughs> no, uh, no, they did. They've done some really good. Um, Something is killing the children. Killing time. Batman killing time was was a phenomenal uh, yeah. little thing. Uh, yeah, they did some stuff in there with um, prior to the whole stupid marriage, um, but they did some really cool stuff with that and some cool stuff. Uh, what was the Catwoman one where they were bouncing in time all over? That was really good. Um, oh, that, but that was like when they're black label, the lonely. Scene. Yeah, um, but uh, Poison Ivy has been excellent. So actually, Penguin's been pretty good too. So. The penguin, I I thought so. I thought, okay, no, put, I can put, I can give it to you. Putting, putting him, <laughs> okay, having no, no. him take control again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's been the Joker stuff that they've been putting out has been good. I hate to say it, god damn it, stab me in the heart. But it's been pretty good. Uh, I just want to. There's there's so much shit on the racks now that it's just not worth anything. It's just not. It's not even quarter bin at, coming out new. Um, drop the shit and just do comics. When they put out, when they when they do a reprint of Days of Future Past, and you see what Byrne and Claremont did, and what comics could be, and you're reminded of that, you you just stop and go, where, how how the mighty have fallen, and how far they've fallen, that they can't. It's sad. So please come to Keith Comics <laughs> and see our most recent sale you're going to want, especially at the holiday season. Tons of crap. And now back to the show. No, no, there's trade paperbacks <laughs> of when comics were good. Uh, so what, what, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I really want, my hope is that, um, I don't know, it was supposed to be released in uh, June 7th, 24. I don't know what the actor strike has done to it. I want to see the ballerina. Uh, I want to see expansion of the John Wick world um, because I'm I completely bought into it. I love it. Um, but I don't want to see John Wick as a woman. I want to see expansion of what the high table is. I want to see who are the 12 members of the high table. I want to learn more about the world. I want to learn more the, the about other continentals. the other continentals. I want to see the, I want to, what is a harbinger? How do you get to become a harbinger? Uh, the adjudicators, there's more than one. So that's my hope is to see expansion in a very high quality way of the John Wick world. June 7th, 2024. I don't know how this, the actor strike messed June up. June 7th, 2024. That's what I'm hoping for. So uh, mine's number one is actually a, a Lance. There's two parts to it. So the first part is I hope to continue to get exposed from this podcast to movies that I, Brian. To movies that I would <laughs> the movies that have naked people in them, yeah, there's that's pretty mo- easy to find on the internet. To movies I would not have thought to watch, uh, for example, Reign of the Assassins, the Detective D series from this year, uh, The Night Comes for Us, which I still think about the the that movie, uh, Coffee, uh, learn about people I didn't know like Tiger Chen, um, that, and then the the Hammer films. 14 Blades, Man of Tai Chi, that's stuff that I never would have watched if I wasn't listening to the podcast, so thank you for that. But also, I hope Brian continues to make the bad movies worse, or better, I'm sorry, better, from... (laughs) from, Make the good movies worse. From what they were when I watched them, because when I see something like... uh, Treasurella? Treasurella, yeah. I want to. I want to hear Brian's version in my head, and as opposed to watching the movie and wanting my hour or two hours back. So you're going to have it. That's a hope that will be satisfied. Good. That's my hope. Lance, Lance? hopes I shut Lance. up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping Brian gets uh, on another podcast. <laughs> I was going to go for the easy one, go meta and say I hope to be on a decent podcast. But how about a little, uh, a little peace, love, and understanding. That's, oh, oh, man, you oh. son of a bitch. You... I'm hoping not to fart on Mike. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> Sitting next to him, I'm really too hoping late. that, too. Yeah. <laughs> too late. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just peace on earth and goodwill towards peace everyone. Peace on earth. And, and it be. Brian singing a lot less. Yes, not less Brian happen. singing. That's going to be my number one. Brian singing That's less. That's not me. I do want a whole episode of How James Mason. bastard. <laughs> is a great son of a whore. Hamilton. Yes. Oh, I'm writing the Three Old Gates rap. You guys are going to get it. God help us, you everyone. Struggle. That was our top three. Hopes for 2024. Well, let us know what yours are. All right, so we have no current series other than Blue Eyed Samurai and Monarch that are piquing our interest right now. We are watching a throwback, and that is Hammer House of Horror. And we just watched episode five, entitled The House That Bled to Death. After buying it for a good price, a couple and their young daughter move into a house that was the scene of a macabre murder. A series of terrifying events eventually force them to flee for their lives, but all is not what it seems. Ba-ba-ba! So this is a return to form, in my opinion. 
Yes. We had a couple yeah. of clunkers. This one was pretty good. I thought so. Now, have you fellas been following along with us and watching this, or is this, was this your first one? No, I've been following along. I've been listening. I have not watched it. Okay. This is my first watch. Okay, so this is your first watch. So we have a, a young couple. We have this, the the uh, the cold open, which an old guy murders his wife and hacks her to death with a cuckery knife. Happens. And uh, More than one might think. Go on. Why Patty hasn't murdered you, I don't know. Um, and, uh, yes, a young couple moves in, and a series of bizarre events takes place. Uh, it was actually really a, a bloody episode. There was a lot. I was, like, sitting there going, wow, they let British TV. I mean, this must have. I think they do stuff after 9 o'clock in England. Count or the Kool-Aid U- is blood. Yeah, it was horrible. It was 1980, Keith. It's not like they had digital blood. Well, Those were all practical effects. Yes, thank Ooh. you, Brian. They were using wrong red dye. I'll tell you that right now. Because the blood I've had pour out of my pipes. Yeah, exactly. Penicillin. Yeah, so the uh, <laughs> blood leaks from the walls. The cat gets killed. There's a severed hand in the refrigerator. Uh, get out! Get out! Nothing happened since that night till you came in. Now there's a severed hand in the fridge. What? They blame so, the neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. Uh, I have to admit, for for a, a television show in the 1980s to have a water pipe break and spray a you know an eight year old girl's birthday party with blood, like I Harry? was like, holy shit! Carrie, come okay, on. but the boobs—that doesn't matter. They, they have. Oh, I forgot. There was some nudity. They have in this nudity so. in it. That that he's like, oh yeah, perfect. He's, <laughs> understand that, but. The blood, the blood. No, sorry. Don't look at me. Boobs like are wholesome. I thought the whole life given. I thought the whole <laughs> was given. The whole They're nudity thing was forced. It seems really awkward to me. Brian, what's your take on as so our nudity strange. expert? What's your take on that? It's good. Okay, thank you. It's good. The lighting was, good was lighting was a little. It was good nudity. Yeah. Um. And what about the, I mean, Brian, give me the take on the neighbor, like, oh, the best thing about uh, new neighbors is they don't have a chance to put up the curtains. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know what, I, I was I, I was actually, I was a little stunned I by that. I was thinking of Brian but then the, the, <laughs> <laughs> You know what, Brian would have thought that, he would have never said it. Not to his wife. Not to my wife. In a British accent, have Brian do that. It is James, James Mason. Mason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My God, Alex, <laughs> fucking. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I thought that was a little. That was that was a little out there for me. Even I was like, "What?" Like, you know what? That I was yeah. That was literally fun. nudity for the sake of nudity, yeah, and that was that, fun. Yes. No, you know what? That it was important have... nudity because you had to know he was a pervert, and he was watching. Not to mention, you had to know they were actually I, having. I, Relations, because before he went around to grab her, and she goes, "We talked about this." I'm like, yeah, that the, was the, what it, the fuck. Yeah, but but she doesn't mind him walking in the room when she's naked. Yeah, yeah. But the neighbors are watching. Here are my boobs. <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't recall that specific dialogue exchange, but sure, let's go with it. <laughs> well, got, the neighbors read, are watching. You got to read bed. the subtext. <laughs> yeah, that. It, 
I have nothing. <laughs> I, um, I think I think uh, Dr. Rich and I are a little bit outside the, the consensus here. Love. Yeah, because although I did like the part where the blood came out of the pipes and squirted the uh, the fan, you know, the, all all the kids at the birthday party. Oh, fun everything memories. else just seemed very confusing. Like, what was with the guy with the glasses? What was going on? It took all the way. Well, that, that was the thing. Second. This was the, that's the the what I think about this is is it's 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 definitely rooted in the seventies where you don't have stuff jumping out at you and stuff like that. It's more of a slow burn. And, and I and I get that you know the payoff that it's uh, you know the, it was all set up all so they could get a movie and everything. Book deal. Yeah, but then they 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 do it in such a way that. They drive the kid crazy, and she's well, they write a book, a and she can read a book. Uh, yeah, and found out her cat got killed just to, for money. No, and no. as we learned from John Wick, you don't kill no, an no. animal. No, they sold the book. It was a riff on the Amityville mm-hmm. horror. Yes, and, which, and what everything was that was going on with that at the time, yeah, which right. was well, none of it was real. Right, they had written this book, and this guy had made up the story. And that made up story is what made it into the book, and so that was what was happening in eighty. But I, I, there was just some stuff that, you know, I don't know if it was, didn't make sense, right? So you need to get a towel or something. So you go into the kitchen and you try to do the, uh, pull the, the, the tablecloth and all the dishes onto the floor so you can get it, the tablecloth and start mopping up the blood or covering things up. There were just things that kind of didn't make sense to me. It seems like there's a dead animal in every episode. Yes, this point, there's they're, a gutted dead yeah, animal yeah. in every episode. Yeah, so that was point. important that we fit that in. And it, and it, there are uh, dangly boobs in every episode. So. No, there was no, not dang, no, not in the last two. That's no, why it's no, going to no, return no. to form on this one, because there was not dangly boobs in the last two. Yeah, which we didn't like. There wasn't even in front <laughs> of boobs. Like, there was but... more side boob. There was some side boobage. That was great, because they dangled. They jangled. They jingle, jangle, they jingle, jangle, jingled. I'm amazed that this series only lasted 13 episodes. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I'm surprised. Well, I, you I, know what? It's not surprising in in England land because a lot of them. It's only one. It's they, they do it once. They do it once, and they, they that's England it. England land. Yeah. In England land, they only do these kind of things like this. They do a lot of them because I, I read IMDb. Uh, mm-hmm. Not unlike a novel, sometimes. No. This. Uh, there's a lot of. Uh, 13, 20, uh, 4 episode kind of deals that they do. Uh, they do things in arcs. Uh, this being an anthology series, and most of the anthology series that I see in Britain don't last very long. Uh, I absolutely love this because I love the hammer feel. Uh, I knew, I was like, when the pipe broke, and then it kind of came out, and then it stayed there for a minute, and then it came out a little more and it stayed there for a minute and then it came out for a little more i was like run get your kids and run <laughs> yeah I, you know what what i wonder what's in there yeah. <laughs> something's coming out of there yeah, yeah. we well, all knew it was gonna happen i thought it was fucking great when the blood started spurting all over and then i couldn't figure out i mean it, it it was shooting behind the pipe. Oh, yeah, right. 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 The shooting. pipe is literally pointed one direction yeah. 
the the mom and the daughter by the window <laughs> are not moving, but yet it's just <laughs> yeah. And did you, was she she was a screamer? Yeah. Yes. Everything well, that fucking happened, her and the kid, man. Ah! Well, even when Shut the kid off. was screaming after the uh, the cat got killed, right? Yeah. Said, Stop screaming! Stop screaming! Oh, your mother of the year. <laughs> Slaps the kid. And then we all had to wonder when the first night when they went to bed, he went into the closet. But then we learned that, oh, it was a setup. She was just a single mom with a with a kid. Because that's what makes a single mom. It's the kid. That's the requisite for it. Uh, but uh, And then he was just a, a grifter. 100, uh, 178 episodes, yep. <laughs> He's a grifter who oh, just showed up. I really up. hate myself. And, uh, <laughs> and so they put him together as a married couple. Well, I don't understand it. Peachy doesn't exist anywhere in the records. It's like she was never a person at all. And, uh, oh, just pass it along, Margaret. Shut your fucking mouth. We've got to go. But I don't understand. Why do I feel like I'm watching Monty Python? I was just going to say, this is like the Monty Python and the guys in drag skit or whatever. I am no Harvey Corman. <laughs> you are not a, you are no Harvey Corman. So of the episodes that you guys have seen that you you like this is this is a, one of the better ones? Yeah. I, I liked it cuz I it I actually nice twisted the I like the I like the twist at the end. Ah. I like the twist I uh, it the, the ones that, that seem to be the quality ones are there's a twist like this at the end. Yeah. You know what? We look at it and we go oh god that's just uh, so trite and so oh tropey oh trope much? Uh, but at the time in 1980, this shit wasn't like that, man. The yeah, fuck? that's the thing that actually, that's the thing that surprised me the most in looking at this through the lens of the time that this would have, this would have been like, this would have never ever been even discussed for American television. There was no, no cable at the time. You couldn't even get it on American yeah. TV. No, but you had Kolchak. Oh, no. was, what? Yeah, but there, the Six blood years no earlier, there were, there were, Okay, there were belly dancers and there were there were no boobs. There were working girls. There were, there were no strumpets. Oreolas. Yeah. yeah, yes, there wasn't. You're right, but it, it yeah, there were strumpets. Like, we had strumpets, but they didn't strumpetize. Well, no, and we when we discussed uh, uh, Kolchak way back when, you brought up the excellent point is that whenever they would do a mur- when the monster would kill somebody, it would be a freeze frame, and it yeah, was. Right. You use your imagination yes, of what yeah, the monster right, did. Right. Yeah, they didn't have pipes didn't see, blood all over. Yeah. Right, you didn't see buckets of blood shooting out of a pipe and <laughs> all over cool. people and kids. And that really was a traumatic part. scene. Yeah, the kid, that, that, that was the that thing was, that really, that was, to me, and that must have been shocking in 1980. Like, oh my God, they just sprayed blood all over an eight-year-old's birthday party, you know? Yeah. Why were they eating jelly instead of oh, cake? Uh, it, Is that a British jello. Thing? Is that what it was, jello? Yes. Uh, and then it looked like jello. Okay. And Brian, do you want to give us the culinary history of jelly in, in England? Or well, back in 1543 was the first time they cut off a horse's hoof and ground it into a gelatin because that actually thickened the water, and so uh, kings love that. With the Why sugar. did I know he would have some some? The words coming out of his mouth, you know he's making it up. Uh, not unless we're talking about Tudor England, and then I know my shit. F you. Alright, so first time watch for... So, Mike, you've been following along. What did you think uh, compared to the rest of them? Um, a little bit better than... Well, certainly better than the previous one. Um, you didn't like... 
The, the previous one? I didn't like the previous no, one. Fucking Lolly? No, I did not. I, it wasn't named Fucking Lolly. Um, but it should have been. No, was, I, I, no I, Lolly I, was the secretary in the one with Denim Yeah, that was the no, last one. Two ago. That was, so two, was ago? two ago. Last one was the, yes. the, the with kid. The, with the kid with the... the kid, uh, oh, with yeah, the that was shite. <laughs> that was shite. Yeah. That's why I, I forgot it. Put it out of your mind. Yeah, that was the Damien episode. I did like the kid, though. The kid was good. Yeah. Dr. Rich, what'd you, I mean, the first time watch, what would you think? I think I have a really hard time understanding what, putting this in context to the time. Uh, 1980s, like you guys talk about. And so when I watch it now, it's really hard to watch. It's Lolly kind of, had a nice bump. It's kind of brutal. And I just thought, I, I thought the nudity was really just forced. And it just kind of, I was just like, I just don't get it. And it just kind of was dumb. And then, it, uh, yeah, I didn't really like it. So, so because you're referring to show to people now, you have to come off like this. Oh, I just don't understand why you care about this nudity. No, stuff. did you? Um, no, I thought it was just like I like the idea of there was a murder. It's haunt the the house is haunted, but it and I I, I don't mind nudity when it just kind of fits into the flow of a story. This just seemed. Just dumb. It just uh, seemed. Have you watched many Hammer films? No. And that that helps. Yeah. No, I mean it helps because uh, as a genre, uh, if you're into that, this fits so well. It's like a little slice of that. Okay. And and with a with a Twilight Zoney. Uh, Outer limits. I almost forgot. I was looking on IMDb. They had uh, Roald Dahl's Tales of the Unexpected. Do you remember that? Vaguely, oh, vaguely. That's the guy who wrote um, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also was a horror writer. Big friendly John. Uh the guy with the glasses, which was weird because you have the pervert neighbor. I was I was confused. With those. I was like the pervert neighbor, and that guy was like, well, the only difference between them is the glasses. No, I got a real pedo vibe from the guy with the glasses. Oh, dude, yeah, that was that was he was pedo all the way. I thought that it was an interesting twist at the end when the little girl uh, killed him with the dull knife that she held above her head for 30 seconds at least. uh, So that, because I would have just kicked her. (laughs) If I was the guy and she raised the knife for 30 seconds with that look on her face, I'd have kicked her. I'd have knocked the fucking (laughs) weed out of that little bitch right now. (laughs) Boom! (laughs) Did you kill the mom? Keith? I don't even know what to <laughs> Yeah, I, I was hoping you had some because I got nothing. I got nothing. Oh, tell me you wouldn't have done it too. Oh. I would have thrown the mom underneath. <laughs> yeah, I would have thrown... I would have grabbed the mom and threw... The... <laughs> Anyways. That was uh, Hammer House of Horror. Uh, <laughs> your mileage may vary. For this edition of Sunday Afternoon Kung Fu Theater, we are reviewing an Academy Award nominee, and that is 2002's Hero, directed by uh, legendary Hong Kong director Zhang Yimou, uh, screenplay by Feng Li, Bin Wang, and Zhang Yimou, 
and starring podcast favorite Jet Li, Tony Leung, who you guys might recognize from uh, Legend of Ten Rings. Yes. He was mm. the bad guy. Uh, Maggie Chung, Zhang Ziyi, Donnie Yen, and Chen Daoming. And this is the story of an assassin <laughs> who goes to uh, visit the king of uh, Kin, who has uh, claimed the bounty on the three enemies of the king. Uh, broken Sword... Uh, snow and sky, and by telling the tale of how he defeated them, he comes closer and closer to the king. And things happen from there. But uh, this one uh, is one of my all-time faves. I find, I'm glad we finally got around to this one. And uh, I own uh, this one is one I own on DVD. Watch my own DVD on this one, and I like to know what you guys think because it's the first one that made sense to me. Yeah. I mean, that just made sense. Like, the whole way through, I didn't lose it in any kind of cultural context. Yes. It wasn't... Yes, uh, this was distributed in the States uh, by uh, Rolling Thunder Pictures. Quentin Tarantino was an advocate for it. He's the guy who told him, to, hey, put this in for Academy Award. And, and uh, it is filmed beautifully. Everybody talks about, you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon is the first Kung Fu movie that actually won an Academy Award. To me, I think this one is better. Better. I was going to say, this is a visually stunning masterpiece of a movie because the the scenes that uh, in the forest with the trees and the, the two women fighting, uh, the scene at the lake when they're running on the water and fighting there, uh, even in the desert, the scenes are just, you know, it goes from orange and the, with the leaves when they're fighting as... Uh, as she starts dying, it gets worse. So everything starts going more and more red. Just stunning to watch. There's even after I watched this, I was just thinking about different scenes that went on and how they looked. Um, as far as the fights, I mean, the one that Donnie Yen and and Jet Li are kind of in their imaginations and they're kind of figuring out the fight and fighting in their minds to see who's going to win. Um, a little for me, a little too much wire work. But still, watching them together was just breathtaking. The pr the price of the DVD alone. I saw this in the theater, and then I bought the DVD. the 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 advertisement of Jet Li versus Donnie Yen. I mean, okay. And then on top of that, oh, by the way, it's all in their imagination. I just and then there's the guy playing like the zither. Right. Yeah. It's just it's unbelievable. Oh, it's a beautiful, beautiful film. The use of colors in this is astounding. The palette is uh is. Purposeful, obviously, but the red is the lie. The red is the gently telling the king, nameless telling the king, these people were. I, I, I was able to beat these people because I, I, uh, one was jealous of the other, and that's the lie. The blue is the king, the king's version of this. Like, well, I don't think I know these people. I fought these people. They're not like that. This is what I think happened. The white when they're all in the in, in the white clothing, that's what really happened. So th that that was purposeful as far as the as far as the the, the, the set design and Switch the costume. green. Yeah, because that that was the part that really just when I saw the green and even they even had the sand when they were doing the calligraphy was green and it was so so beautiful so yeah. stunning that. So what was in your in your opinion? What was the green? 
The green, uh, well, okay, the, the things that I just talked about is what I, I read researching this. I actually didn't find out what the green was. You know what well, I picked I, well, up on the five elements that they had? There you go. Was uh, pretty impressive. Um, earth, air, fire, and water. Yeah. And, then, and spirit. So, so do you they think had, green was spirit? Because to me, when it was green, it was more love. <clears throat> it was there. It was, Which is part of the spirit. Yeah, but it was tones. Just the spirit, love is the spirit. Yes, the spirit of love. That's why they call it that. I have, I have the spirit of love and the spirit of Christmas. Let's focus. Um, water for the fight with sky. Um, earth, the the two women, snow and moon. Er, uh, water. I already said that. Fire was the uh, emperor. Every time he talked, the flames. I, were I thought that was well, no, and I thought that, that was, was amazing. He, he had said something they, like, "They well, can sense his, it was that it was, was that was your deception, right. your, deception your, yeah. your deception, and and that was the the candles uh, blowing towards nameless." Yeah, I right. thought. Saying you full and of so shit. was the water, earth, air. Did we say the air was the water, earth, air, fire, and then spirit was the fight with? Was an uh, air was it it was an air in the desert when they were. No, air was. I took air to be when snow and moon were fighting in the forest with all the petals, the leaves and petals blowing around them. Right. Because that was all through that. Right. I took the desert to be earth. Okay. Um, and then spirit was the fight that um, Broken Sword fights the Emperor because he stops. And it took me all the way to the fucking end to figure out why they let him live. Is the he. he He's the only guy that could unify yep, the, yeah, yeah, the warring yeah. states of China. Our and, land. Our yeah. land. He made China, China. Yeah. 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 Otherwise, they'd be warring forever and killing right. each other forever. So you need one unifying. Yeah. That was fucking incredible. And nobody and ended That's why he's buried a hero. Did right. you, since you own the DVD, did you watch any of the uh, bonus features or the extras? No. Because when I watched it, I was there's a lot of other information that comes across where you see the level of detail that they put into this movie. For example, all those leaves, the director hired like everybody in the town and the people. And before they even went to that site, he set up a camera and he put somebody there and said, now when the leaves turn this color, you got to let me know. And we go there, we go there and shoot. We've only got three days because the leaves have to be this color. During that time, after every shot, they gather up all the leaves, clean them, and then reuse them for the next shot when they're doing the movie. They did that it's kind of the same thing when they were doing the scene uh, at the lake. That lake was only still for two hours a day because of the natural currents. So they would get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, prep everything. About 10 o'clock, when the lake was as smooth as ice, that's only when he wanted to shoot. They had two hours to shoot. That was it. They get done at 12 o'clock. The late's choppy. Can't shoot the rest of the day. 20 days of doing that just to get that, what is it, 10 minutes on film. I thought that once you kind of go into it and you learn that stuff, it even, for me, gave me a better appreciation for what was put into that movie. Just just stunning work. Yeah, but you look at their culture because they do the old people out there with the Tai Chi where they move really slow. Everything they do is really slow. 
just makes sense that it would take 10 days to shoot that shot. And but but I think it's because he, he's got a... <laughs> yes, he's got very a, patient and the communists. I think it's because he got a very particular vision of how it how he wants it to be yeah. done. It's an exacting vision. Yes, it is, and, yes. Know, um, somebody was talking about that in a Jackie Chan. Um, that the it was hard for them to work because the vision was so specific that um, it leaves no room for any kind of interpretation for an artist. And this, I was surprised to learn, this was the director's first uh, kung fu movie. He had always wanted to do a, this style of a movie. He had really was known for dramas. Yep. Never really kind of went into this genre. Yep. And then basically makes this movie. I thought... Again, the more I learned about the movie, the more I understood what I watched, the more impressed. It was, was the same thing with Ang Lee and uh, and Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It was it was if I'm going to make a kung fu movie, I'm going to make the best damn kung fu movie ever. Right. I wouldn't say that. No, I think this. I personally, this is a personal favorite over and above Crouching uh, Tiger. This was just stunning. Yeah, uh, Donnie Yen. You know what? I was I was a little thrown by the wire work too, and yeah. and I thought a lot of it they didn't need, but. Uh, oh, leaping, floating backwards. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> but when they would fight, uh, you can't wire work that kind of speed. No. No. Yeah. No. And there's the fucking amazing. There's uh, the the part that sticks with me is there's the so dot so sky fights with a with a, a, a tasseled spear. Yes. And he spins it on end towards. Jet Li, Jet Li blocks it with his sword, and and it was like, I was, I this is fourth time, fifth time I watched this, and I was going, did they, did, was that just a trick? Was that a, a circus juggling trick, or was that digital? Because I couldn't, I, it was such a cool move that I couldn't figure out if it was real or if it was they 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 faked it with with digital stuff. But in two thousand and two. I don't know that the digital would be well. No. I mean, that's the rain that, that was the thing that like there were some obvious like the raindrops. There was there was digital parts of the sure. the, 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 the and the the fight, that fight the rain only accentuated it to me it was like and and you know and the wire work where um Jet Li is like bursting like the the they slow the rain down to like a stop almost and he's yeah. bursting through the rain and what I can only imagine if you if you you kind of putting that into perspective is he's moving so fast he's basically running between raindrops type of a thing sure. I just, it, I, I still to this day cannot figure out if that was a that was a, a, a peaking opera gag or that was digital or that that spear trick or whatever. But I just it, again the, the that fight alone is worth the, to me was worth the price of yes. of the DVD or admission or whatever. Yes, I, rental. I, you guys have such a extensive background in watching these movies now. I mean, you Lance, because this you grew up loving this, and then you guys. Because of doing the podcast, you watch so much of this. For me, it was very cool because I don't. Uh, it was awesome seeing Donnie Yen, uh, Tony Luong, and then Maggie Chung, Z Yu Chang, <clears throat> and then Jet Li all in the same film. Yeah, and to see them younger, I'm they were I babies. See, they were I see babies. Donnie Yen, you know, we in just Star watched, Wars yeah. and John Wick. You know, you see Tony Luong and Shang Chi. Uh, and he was still 39 in this. Yeah, he was a baby. And so it, it it's very cool to... 
that was one thing that I really enjoyed um, from this. Love the movie. Uh, I can't. Um, these Chinese films, these period pieces are so beautifully done. I, I don't. I. <clears throat> a cast, literally a cast of thousands, and and say what you will about Lord of the Rings and and uh, and Weta and 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 creating the thing where you could have ten thousand orcs in each one of them doing a separate thing or whatever. There's something. There's something to be said about let's hire a thousand guys as archers and 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 armor them up. And 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 the or or having a a hundred courtiers running in when they figure out that that nameless is going to kill the king and stuff like that and and uh, having the biblical assassinate him you know execute him execute him and a hundred guys chanting that at one time there's something powerful about that where it's you know that there's it's not uh, it's not. Uh, you know, the things that the Screen Actors Guild were fighting for is we don't want to, you know, the, you you have to cast some people. You can't just have a, a hundred people that you, you make with a, with a computer program or sure. something like that. You know, there's something, and I think I think that that uh, that Asian films and specifically Hong Kong or Chinese films have that scope where there is the manpower for this, where, yeah, we're going to, we got a, we got, you know, a team of a hundred guys that can make a hundred suits of armor Put them on all these guys and make it look, you know, you know, visually st- stunning, like the, the the like the matte black and stuff like that. And the guys like aiming the the bows with their feet. And there's a there's yeah. a, 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 a a a guy with a bunch of you know the there's a guy who carries this guy's arrows for him and stuff like that. It made it feel like an army. You know what I'm saying? Like a like a. I think I think you know that's an excellent point. The scope of this movie too. I mean, again, in the in the special features, the set that they built uh, of the Emperor's Palace was the largest set ever built in China. Oh wow! It had time for the movie. Uh, they actually hired people and had people from uh, the army come in and play all the extras of the soldiers. Uh, you know, when they went to the desert, it was hours and hours trek into the desert just to get all of the people and the equipment and the cameras. And just to see the scope of all that, yeah. where you where you know it's real and it's not digital, it was just added to the uh, experience. I think the build on to what you said was, and this is when when you take technology and you take you know that level of commitments with the extras and building certain sets. That was one of the things about Lord of the Rings, especially the Two Towers, that was amazing because, you know. They did have a lot of extras. They did put so much detail into it. And then with the use of technology, now where you have 1,000 soldiers, but in this case, you needed 10,000. Yeah. You needed 100,000. Yeah. And they're able to do it at a high level, a high quality level. It, it, But it's not at the, you're not watching something where it looks fake. Yeah. There's a couple. Right. There's there's like clones, and if it, yeah. that's that that marriage of technology and the level of detail and yeah. commitment that makes it. Uh, that's what amazing. makes it because because it, <clears throat> it's because the digital effects in Lord of the Rings are not used to tell the story. It's used to enhance the story. Yeah, right. You still have it's majority five hundred guys right. made up like orcs. You know, and and and. and and then 500 guys made up like elves with the armor that's individual. And, you know, and there was, you know, that I think the, the same level of, um, and ironically, both of them came out at the same time, but it's like, again, this was the, the I think 
and I know Wirework is an acquired taste, I think. I mean, especially if you're just used to Shaw Brothers and, and like, the Five Deadly Vitamins and stuff like that. The Wirework in this, to me, like, made it more, like, a fable. Like, like it was, like, an ancient legend or a fable yes, or something like that. Where or, yeah, yeah. Or, or, I did. I liked it. Where yeah. I think it... it there's certain like when we watched the um, the the star one where there was it was a the it was Donnie Yen and he was a cop and then there was wire work and I'm like oh, well he's a cop and I to me the wire work didn't mesh with it like this it was more like well it was ancient times of course they could leap like that you know they were that was they could float they could, yeah right. and, and the 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 battle between um, snow and moon when they're flowing and they're in the leaves you know and the yes. wire work there yeah. i thought it was absolutely beautiful yeah oh, it the, was a the, stunning fight scene the choreography the tapestries blowing and yes. when they cut them all and then they all fall at one time uh the opening scene where he's walking into the palace and you talk about the ten thousand yeah men and i i'm thinking that had to be digital that's my the only way my brain wraps around that not you didn't have that many people. I think they right. had that many people. Um, but then also, uh, how many of these Chinese films have we seen? Uh, and we see it in the Taiwanese films also, uh, where you have that level of detail. You have that. I mean, this isn't like the first one we've watched that's like this. This is, it becomes, I don't want to say old hat, but but you you grow to expect this. Yeah. Even though the spectacle of it continues to knock you on your ass. Um, but if if it wasn't this level, you would be like, oh, that's kind of piss poor. That's American. <laughs> in, in the extras that you watch, Mike, because this is the director's first big budget kung fu movie, or maybe it's his first kung fu movie, how much did it, did it get into how much the producers um, gave guidance on? Because the producers were heavily involved, at least in the writing and the creating the story. And Not really. It basically was focused on uh, what he wanted to do with his vision. So he got the cinematographer, you know, all the people that he got, the, the guy that did the score, the guy that did the cinematography, the assistant director were people that were uh again tops in their field academy award nominee cinematographer academy award nominee for musical score uh you know they had all been people that he'd worked with uh frequently and they're all very well known in the industry okay so that okay and so it wasn't like he was being pushed to do something i think he was given the opportunity to say okay if you're going to make this movie and this is what you want. What do you need to do it? Okay. And he's the he's the vision. And then you trust your cinematographer. And you you trust yes. your set designer. I got you. Okay. Yeah. They said that he knew exactly what he wanted, and he would explain it to his team. And then it was up to them to go, you know, figure it out or like the sets. You know, where that where they shot in the desert. He, he said that had never been seen on camera in that area. It gets, you know, near the Mojave, I think. Uh, never been seen on camera. I want to shoot there, so go find where I can do this. Got it. The lake he wanted to film, the lake, they went there in, on a warm day in summer, and it was completely different than when it snowed. So he wanted to do it when it was colder to get the blue and get the coloring and get the, and to get the uh, 
you know, the, the scene correct for what he wanted, so he told them what he wanted. They went out and found this, and then they his team made it happen. Got it. Well, it's the same thing with Peter Jackson. Yeah. We want to <clears throat> right here while there's snow melted. So they have to melt a mountain of snow in order for Peter Jackson to film. Um, but there's so many more layers to these Chinese films that we watch. Yeah. That, and we don't even get them all. Really, no. There's and, 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 and the as much as we're gushing over right now. I'm sure culturally, there's something that there's we're stuff, just not yeah. getting. Yeah. Um, but these have been uh, just on the whole. This is probably one of my favorites. Yeah. This is definitely one of mine. Yeah. So that being said, uh, can we? Is anybody gonna? Is Keith? Are you gonna rate this anything lower than five stars? Why would I? Because you're the contrarian. Okay, so two and a half. It was just the average Chinese film. <laughs> It was uh, It was like Chinese food. After I watched it, I wanted to watch a, a, another action film an hour later. Wow. How'd you know that? Billy Bob Keith? <laughs> wow. I see how it is. Wow, we've just had the most adult conversation we've ever had about a film when everybody's contributing, and then, of course, Brian has to chime in with... It's got them MSGs written all through it. <laughs> no, it's definitely a five-star Five, five Buddha palm, five, five whatever. Five deadly venoms, five Buddha five palms, shurikens, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, five. yeah. easy five. Everybody, crazy. everybody, in agreement on that one. All right, Universal yes. five star film. Do yourself a favor and I watch this stars. one. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! All right, so we have come to the end of the John Wick saga. So far, so far, with uh, our review and with our. Our bonus uh, guest stars here of John Wick Chapter Four, uh, little BTS here. We had a we had mentioned when we started this that uh, this was requested by a loyal listener, and the loyal listener is Doctor Rich. Oh yeah, so he's so love it or hate it, he is responsible for this. Oh, and we know you guys love it. <laughs> eh, love, love for the first two. Love is a strong word for the last two. And that could be because, uh, well, it was directed again by uh, Chad Stahelski, and this one was uh, written by uh, Shea Hatton and Michael Finch, who was responsible for Chapter 3. And it stars Donnie Yen, Bill Skarsgård, Lawrence Fishburne, Hiroyuki Sanada, uh, Shamir Anderson, Lance Reddick, uh, Rina Sawayama, Scott Atkins, Ian McShane, (coughs) and also making an appearance, Keanu Reeves. So you, was he? so yeah, uh, we'll talk about that. But um, you have the uh, the end game of John Wick, in which uh, he is once and for all trying to rid himself of the influence of the the uh, high table, and he the thing begins with him killing the man above the high table, the elder. I don't know. I found him, but the, okay. Yeah, I don't know. He didn't wander in the desert for days until he was dead or whatever. It was a different guy. He just just... drove a Camaro. Barracuda. (laughs) Barracuda. Yeah, I don't give a shit. He's riding a horse. Mike and I do. Yeah, it's 71. He had the teeth and the gill fence. But yes, so we we get introduced to the Continental Osaka with Koji. And we get introduced... Uh, Koji and Akira, the Akira being the concierge and also Koji's daughter. We get introduced yeah. to Kane, the blind swordsman, portrayed by Donnie Yen. 
Uh, we get introduced to the... Was it the Count? No, he wasn't the Count. The Marquis. The Marquis, because he was Marquis. French. Uh, we get appearances we by the king, the Bowery King, in one of the great entrances of all time. Yeah, uh, we all get introduced heavy. to uh, Killen, portrayed by the great Scott Adkins. This had a little bit of everything. It had a little bit of everything. It was it was definitely the talkiest of all the John Wicks, which helped. There was a lot of. He still only had, I think, he only said 140 words or 180 words. Yeah, he was still the taciturn man with no name, if you will. Uh, But we get introduced to the Ruska Roma, his his adoptive sister. um, Katya, right? Katya, 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 yeah. Oh, Katya, Katya. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was very talky, (laughs) and. He's pushing the talkies though. The action was uh a words guy. He's kind of bitching about talking. <laughs> <laughs> if you do a word count on this podcast, it's definitely Brian. Yeah, but words that make sense. Okay. I I'll, I'll take credit Info- for that. Informative words. All right, so to start off with with our two guests, uh, fans of the of the series, fans of the of the films? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Okay, so first time watch for anybody here. First time watch for me. First time watch for me. Second time for me. I've watched it multiple. Okay, Keith, just my second. Okay, yeah. The, so the high table is basically uh, trying to kill John Wick. They they give the uh, Marquis all the power of the high table in order to get rid of him once and for all. They destroy the New York Continental. They kill Sharon. Which is an unfortunate, ironic twist. Uh, Lance um, Reddick uh, passed away shortly after this premiered. A week no, before. a week before. A week before. before? Okay. Yeah, it was a week before. But you get introduced to what I thought was the best part, of the two best parts of the movie, was uh, the uh, Continental Osaka. Oh, yeah. And, and talk about, we talked about our bucket list stuff. It's, I, I should have thrown on there, I, I kind of want to go to Osaka. Because okay. that, that looks like the Vegas of Japan or something like that. The, I've seen multiple travel logs where there's the, this one restaurant with this gigantic like fiberglass crab on the side of the place, and I'm like, I gotta eat there. It's just, <laughs> it, it, it just, it's it's incredible. It's a fake crab, just to let you know. Um, we actually we forgot to mention to bring up the, the martial arts guys in this. Um, Marco Zoror from Legend of the what was that crappy Condor? Fist one? of the Condor. Fist of the Condor is uh, the Marquis. Uh, henchman in this, cheaty. Yes. Was he cheating. the fucking cheating. guy? The the Bearded I guy fucking che- hated him. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Was that was Condor. He, he was the one who was gonna kill the dog. I know. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, but holy he, shit, that was fucking great. Great. He did better in this movie. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I think he was a little better. But the better uh, the entire sequence in the in the Continental Osaka is just I. Is was one of the better ones. I just the 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 ancient weapons versus the gunmen. I just think is is just some of the best stuff. Throw a couple sumo wrestlers in there. Throw, throw a couple of sumo wrestlers in, and you're good. Bowl of noodles. Bowl eating the bowl of noodles. Okay, so I first thing I've got to bring up is okay. So I complained about Holly Berry detracting from John Wick. Yeah. The wrong choice for Kane was Donnie Yen. And by the wrong choices, 
He was so much better. He always is. He's he always fucking, is. He's literally a martial arts legend. Everything he did was cool. And on top of that, he played one of the best blind men I've ever seen. And, and you know, uh, again, I own this uh, Blu-ray, so I watched the extras. And when they approached Danny Ed about taking the role, he was initially hesitant because... He went to Chad and said, really? I, I just played a blind man in Star Wars. You want me to play a blind man again? Typecast. And he was like, I, I don't know if I want to do that again. And I think it's because Chad was trying to figure out a way to have Donnie Yen fight John Wick. And the, and only, way to, him somehow. the only way to do it was you have to limit him. So they came up with a, you know, a backstory about why he's limited. He gave his eyes, why to, he the, gave yeah. his eyes to the table to save his daughter. So... That's it. once they did that, then Donnie Donnie N said, "Yeah, okay, I'll do it." And he had a great relationship with Chad because he says this on the on the on this feature is that out of all the stunt coordinators and fighters and directors that he worked with in China and Hong Kong, he had the easiest time discussing and understanding, and they were on the same page with Chad that what they wanted to do was it was you know. We got it. Let's do it. We're on the same page. There's not a lot of talking. We're going to figure it out. And they had a great time working with him. In an interview with Scott Atkins, uh, he talked about Chad Stahelski and said that he is so proficient in so many different types of martial arts that he's already an expert. So when you are talking, and he also relates very well. He was a stuntman. Right. So that when you relate to him, it, it just backs up what Don Yen was saying. The one thing that I would say is, speaking of Donnie Yen, and you, you you said typecast, and you kind of said it jokingly with the blind, but that's Donnie Yen in every movie. Yeah, he's... Like, once you know that it's Donnie Yen, then why would you cast Donnie Yen in any movie? Because he's <coughs> going to be better than anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And in this particular <coughs> circumstance, I, I took the... And he says it in the movie. I, I, I They didn't blind me. I gave my sight to them because it allowed me to protect my daughter. Right. And uh, I I think that for Donnie Yen, he's amazing. He's a different type. He's a different type of fighter than what John Wick is. Kane is a different fighter. Yes, absolutely. And so I don't necessarily know that it would be, there's no way John Wick could be Kane. You're saying there's no way that Keanu Reeves could beat Donnie Yen, and I agree with yeah. you. But it's, it's not. That, it's no. John Wick, and it's and it's Kane. Yeah. Just the same way with uh, with um, with Hiro, uh, Hiro, Hiro, Hiroyuki Sanada. He plays Shimazu in. He's the manager of the Continental Osaka. He clearly has a an extensive history knowing John Wick as does Kane, but yet I, I didn't I didn't think like oh there's no way that he's not gonna be able to be Donnie Yen. Like there's no way that guy's not gonna be able to be Kane. If he's not shot, that fight I think looks a lot different. I think Donnie I, I think Kane still wins, but it's not Donnie Yen. It's Kane. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, that's where I when I watch these movies him. I'm not seeing it's Donnie Yen, and I'm amazed by him. No, when whenever they take uh, and what what I say is that they white people it up, uh, the kung fu. They slow it down and make it cheaper so that the white guy can win. 
because otherwise he never would. Well, you, you, so, you're also, but you're now also wait, I'm, see... I'm going to make this goddamn point. You think so? It isn't. It isn't that Donnie Yen would beat John Wick's ass every time. No, you're putting this great martial artist against the guy who never goes down. No matter what happens with John Wick, he gets back up. Right. He's just got the stamina to outdo you. So no matter how quick you are, no matter how fast you are, no matter, no matter how many times you, you stab him, he's going to get back up and he's going to get his hands on you. And once he does, he's going to take the piss out of you. Because right. you look at at Donnie Yen, if John Wick, the size difference between the two, if Wick gets a hold of him so he can't move and just nails the shit out of him, he's done. I don't give a... Ah, he's fast. Ah, but... Bat, 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 bat. But, the char- but the character so, of John Wick is is not just a is not just a average fighter. Like he, he is. He no, he's not. No, no he's not. Yeah, he's absolutely no, not. He's, he's average not. in the world you, that he's in. No, he's, he's average not. in the I, world no, he's, that he's in. He is, I, what, I, okay, he everybody's missing the point of what I was trying to make is look look is is the physicality of oh Donnie Yen versus the physicality of. Keanu Reeves is completely different things, and Donnie Yen is so much smoother and better, and has been doing this for so much longer that it was hard to take your. It was it was like oh well, John Wick's just doing his usual shit, and Donnie Yen was d- the amazing Donnie Yen. Plus, on top of that, he was also acting blind, and it, every little detail he was doing to 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 accentuate the fact that he was a blind man completely took me took me away from this was a John Wick movie. I was like, I want to see the Kane movie. Yes. I agree with you. I want to see. I want to see Akira. I would love to did have it, seen. Did anybody watch? Did anybody watch the post-credit scene? Yes. Okay. yes. I want to see. I want to see what happens with that. There are so many different spinoffs. I, I still wouldn't mind to see uh, the Tracker. I, I don't know anything about Tracker. Nobody. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, you know, that this is the first movie that yeah. they brought up yeah. a Tracker, yeah. uh, the Harbinger. I thought oh, he was awesome. Yeah, Clancy yeah, Brown. Yeah, we didn't even t- mention this, Clancy Brown in the open. Clancy Brown as Clancy Brown. As the, the biggest man in the fucking... He's great. But the spinoffs... Are, are, there's tons of spinoffs. But as far as John Wick goes, when in, in episode three, when he goes back to the Roma Ruska and you see them training, that's what he did his entire life. They took him on. And in his movies, he's done swords. He's done... Knives, he's done guns, every type of gun. He's done, and then in this, you see the fighting with uh, the nunchucks, and you're thinking to yourself, like, this is awesome. It's that's, how, that's how, yes. that's how you would do that's it. That's how yeah, I do right, it. Right. And Donnie Yen didn't have a problem with anybody, anybody, during the fight scenes without him, and then he gets to John Wick, and it's a whole different story. And there was a point there where John Wick... Like many times in the movie, he was saved in in episode one, in uh, episode three, and in this. The interesting thing is, is the tracker saves him a number right. of times. Yeah, he had Kane dead to rights in uh, in that fight. He could have killed him, but he didn't. So, I, I you know, to say that John Wick, as far as Kane goes, I mean, I'll respectfully disagree with you. No, but you can you can you can see in the the motion that Canary's going. Okay, tip did you can almost see him thinking through it. Yes, where Donnie again is just moving. Donnie Yen doesn't need to think through fight teams. I'm not talking about him being an average fighter to all the blue shirts that they have running around. Right, that's all that they were to me when I started watching them. And <clears throat> I'm going to start off by saying I am not a huge John Wick fan. 
I, I thought that the movie yeah, was I silly. I, I it's not something I'll go back to. Sure. Um, I I I thought it made sense to me once I realized that John Wick is the bad guy. John Wick is John not Wick's the a good guy. movie character. John Wick, John is, is, Wick is not the yeah. good guy. Yeah, yeah. because I, I couldn't. Uh, but he's not. He's not the good guy he's in Michael any of the movies. Myers, he's Jason. No. He just can't be stopped. Um, once I wrap my mind around that, because I couldn't at first. I was like, I don't like Donnie Yen as a bad guy, and then I went, Donnie Yen's not a bad guy in this. He's, he's a good guy. He's an exact so, same Donnie situation. Donnie Yen is a bad guy as well. He's John. He's John Wick. He's an oh, exact same situation as John Wick. He's another he's, agent. They're yeah. all bad guys. They're all bad There's people. No good people. No, they're all, they're all bad people. But what I mean is, in the world of bad people, John Wick is the bad guy. He is not the protagonist. He is the he is the bad guy. He is the he is the person who is wrong. He's the guy that doesn't follow the rules. Yeah, he's wrong in this, and what he's doing is wrong, and he needs to be put down like a rabid dog. Um, oh, did that just come out harsh? But what I mean is, John Wick is an average bastard. John Wick is an average fighter when it comes to these kind of boss fighters that they have. Like you look at the one guy in Germany who who I thought would make a beautiful kingpin. Okay, you, we cannot Killer. talk about this film without talking about Scott Adkins, who is a, who's made the rounds as in in direct to video martial arts. He was I the mean, bad guy in Triple. I think it was Triple Threat. He was the bad guy. He was the, the bad guy in Ip Man Four. I I didn't know that. Oh, he was the boxer. He was yeah, he, it, that's right. He was the wasn't he the general? He was the the prejudice general in Ip Man Four. Yes. Oh, okay. was that okay? Okay. And ah, he is fighting in a fat suit. Yeah. Yes. Oh, he was good. I, Just the way he acted. Was I, I, and again, great. the he's he's an Australian guy. He's got this great like put upon German accent, you know, like, and he's uh, just, he was fucking outstanding. I, all I kept thinking was, this this is the kingpin. Yeah. This is the kingpin I want to see. Because he's a big guy. He moves that fast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was flawless. The card scene was oh. so awesome. The car. Rarely do I get. I, the sign to me of a good movie is if I'm watching something and the anxiety is building. It, it's something that I've never. And that card scene when he's dealing the cards, I literally my the old, the juices were flowing. I, I was like, okay, what the fuck's gonna happen here? Yeah. Because because yeah. it was the these four. I mean, and you know it's Scott Atkins of the fat suit, so you know he's gonna do something cool. And then you've got the tracker, John Wick, and Kane sitting at the poker table, and I'm going. This is about to explode any minute now, and and the the fact that he was dealing the cards and drawing this out was the best. The the Oscar Wilde, oh the you know the suspense is killing me. I hope it lasts. You know, oh, yeah. yeah that was. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry to interrupt, okay, okay. but that's when as soon as he started talking, he's like, you know, we have a conundrum. Yeah, and oh, you know, you and, want to oh, kill me, oh, I want to kill so, you. You know, well, I, and uh, there's so many good nods to other movies. In this movie too, that's uh, an, a nod to the westerns, good, bad, and the ugly. Yep. Um, you know the the beginning part with driving or riding the horse through the desert. That's a nod to Lawrence of Arabia. Okay. So Even much. more to Lawrence of Arabia is it's, when the, the 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 at the beginning of Lawrence of Arabia, um, they light the match, right. and then it goes it 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 wipes to the right. the broad shot of the <clears throat> desert. Totally Lawrence of Arabia. Yes. Well. Even more so, where they shot that scene with him running, he went exactly to where they filmed oh, wow. Lawrence of Arabia and said, I want to do it in the same spot. Okay. Even more so, when Peter O'Toole is in the background in a turban. 
Okay, so Brian's yeah, bringing shit dead. up. Again. You have to get sent to me. <laughs> yeah. Uncredited. Uncredited. Because he credited Peter Hogan. Well, because he's dead. You don't get credit you, after you're dead. You got the uh, the DJ, the black DJ with the oh. lips that is basically... The greatest tribute oh to Warriors. To the Warrior. I mean, this was yes. the, yeah. the, the my favorite thing I have seen on film in the last 10 years. God, I hated it. Shut oh, up. I loved it. Oh, I did. I, I loved fucking it. hated it. Oh, I really fucking hated it. Dude, you're, tur- you're turning... Oh, the if last one, 20 if minutes one, of the movie, If one 20-year-old kid goes, where did they get this from? And he goes and watches the Warriors from this, it's completely worth it right there. It was the greatest trip. It was it was literally the greatest trip. The soundtrack. The soundtrack. When, they, when they pussed into the the fact that it's at the top of the, the Eiffel Tower, and then the soundtrack kicks into it, and she starts talking. You never even see her face. It's ex- and and then it just goes into nowhere. Nowhere to run, run oh, which is run. right out of the Warriors. Right. I was like, how, this is so great. It was just awesome. Oh, I fucking yeah. hated it. And me and John Wick really? both looking up at the stairs when he fell down again. I thought I got to watch him go up those fucking stairs again. Seriously, there's not there's not yeah. even a hint of fucking anything. There's no tension. There's no there was no tension in the card scene for me. There was no tension in any part of this movie. Really? Yeah. I just... The, I, the only thing I didn't like about the movie is I, it, it tended to go a little bit... Long? No, I would say over the line as far as I counted that he, he got hit by a car when they were at the, uh, in Paris. Seven times he got hit by a car. He jumped out of the window, landed on a car. Bounced so off the, a van. That would be the eighth VW time. Van. Bounced off the van, yeah, yeah. so that's eighth Put time. a dent in it, too. If you look, there's a big... And then fell down the whole flight, which is what? 220 stairs. stairs. Yes. Falls down that. And, and then, and, don't forget, when he when he uh, was fighting Killa Harkins, he got knocked off. Knocked down off of the... Thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And he hit like the column on the yes. way down, yeah. and then hit the ground. Yes. It was yes. two stories. Yes. And, of course, this is also after the end that he fell off of a multi-story building at the end of uh, Parabellum. Yeah, right. Um, it's John Wick. That, yeah, but that's the only thing that was bothering me because it's... And I get it. You're exactly right. He is the, the guy that gets up. He... May not be the guy that's he's got Rocky. the ultimate. He's, yeah, he's, he's John McClane. That's what John McClane. He's the guy that gets up. Chad St- Stelisky said this. It's he's the guy that outlasts everybody else. That's what I said. That's fine, but it's you still got hit seven times by a car. You still fell out of two buildings. The dog got you still hit got by a car. Broken. I went. The dog's dead. Yeah, I, I, that's the he only part that dog. I kind of okay. Now we're getting he's a little dog. bit. Okay, into an area you can that... accept that you can hold a little piece of fabric up against That's, oh, That was bullets. my biggest... My... You can accept that, but... You... Oh, no, no, my no, no. biggest and, problem you know was the whole, okay, I'm going to hold up my sport coat here, and it's going to it's gonna protect my head from, you know, bullets. Uh, I had but, a problem with that. It, it, but, you know, the, but but the funny thing about the it... impact. But it, it's it absorbs the impact, It would too. move when bullets hit it. It doesn't right. move. At least they no, fit absorbs. that in throughout the, the movies. Right. It, they fit that right. in, and 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 it's they, and they kept on gym. building on it. Right. They kept on building in the in the second one. Oh, it's gonna it, it's going to stop a bullet, but it's gonna pack a quite a punch. The third movie is when uh, the high table uh, guards are coming in. Now their armor. Is, is stopping yeah. everything. Well, no, and this—I tr- mean, it eventually turns into a superhero movie. Everybody's bulletproof. Yes. Yeah, yes. But not, but but in that, it, I think that was also a way for them to just kind of—you can't just keep showing the same thing over and over, which is part and, of the problem. And I thought that, 
And I thought that the, uh, like, the Continental Osaka, I thought that was one of the best fight scenes in all of the movies. Yeah, me too. I agree. And then, and to go to your point on a previous podcast, there was, I, I don't know how much CGI was, but it was much more practical fighting. Yeah. Then you go to, to change it up a little bit, at the end there, right prior to him hitting the stairs, I thought that camera angle, it almost looked like a video game. It was with the with the dragon fire? With yeah, the dragon fire a, and how it's, it's above. Yeah. I thought that that was very creative. Yeah. That was something new, and it was really fucking cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, you know, he's ta- you're taking the, his will is is like now to the exponential degree because he has you know there the it's just it is it's make believe but the whole thing is make believe that that there is the high table that literally that when you put out a hit on somebody everything stops in an entire city like that's just well and and just the action movie trope that that this this exists outside of the police and the FBI yes. and Interpol, and there's n- you never see law enforcement in any capacity whatsoever. No, other than the ones that are in. Uh, oh, you're working again, John. You That's know. it. I now, mean, I think you're missing a point. See, when I Helen think... died, not only did his heart harden, his whole body hardened, and so that's why. Well, I, I in fact, I so think he's walking there around is... with the heart on. Yes. Okay. I think there is a kind of a. If you look at the story a little bit, so it, it, the manager of the, of the Osaka Continental tells him, go, I'll take care of this. And yeah. John's like, you know, no, I'll, I got it. I'll, I'll kill them all. And he's like, friendship means little when it's convenient, right? Yeah, so yeah. don't insult me. Let me let me do this. Yeah. I, I want to do this. Yeah. That's actually teaching John Wick what you need to do for friendship and getting his heart back and, and everything, which pays off all the way at the end because he doesn't kill Kane, even though you think he probably could. How can a guy that can see not shoot a guy that's blind and not come out yeah. on top? So he basically says, okay, I'm, I understand where Kane's at. He's, I just lost one brother. He's probably the only thing left to a brother I have. I'm not going to shoot him, but I'm going to sacrifice myself so I can get his daughter back for him. So that whole story arc is really about have him coming back and kind of having something else uh, to have his life for or have give meaning towards. I think that's why they say there's three types of men, you know, those that have something to live for, those that have something to die for, and then those that have something to kill for. That shows that story arc. For his character through through that movie. In fact, it's through all f- four of them. Does that make sense? It does. Totally absolutely. Does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that. All right. So we've we've delved into philosophy. We've delved into all the stuff. I gotta ask you, and we've got extra guys here. What was your favorite fighting? Continental. Yeah. Continental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right when you said, you know, it's old stuff. Uh, Bows and arrows, swords against I guns. I don't know why they have to have all glass everywhere in all these things. Oh, because it makes for... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, yes. Chad said... Who's cleaning that shit up? Yeah, Chad said he likes all the reflections, which is why in the first one is, you yeah. know, you got the window, you got mirrors, you got the water. Yeah. Anything that's a reflective surface he likes. He just likes breaking in, glass. In Osaka, all... though, I could buy it. Because there was, you know, there was... Uh, and, and, and somewhat... 
in Saka more than than I could in the continental New York. It, it was very it's art and it's it, in New York in, in, in correct me that was in three where they had like the trophy room where yeah. that seemed very tacked on because yes. the, the the continental was this well established like old hotel and stuff like that. This like. Oh, Kind of Osaka was a very modern yes. hotel, and it seemed like it was part of the. It, 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 it fits. fits. Right, that, right. And I, I, I thought like that was awesome, and it, I could see you could have conferences there. You could, yeah. that it, yeah. you could see people, and that fit the aesthetic of the Osaka Continental. Yeah. Nice um, little cocktail party. Yeah, but, I okay. So I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say just just for Scott Atkins' performance. And 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 he, that that was so and I it was so the first John Wick was was so innovative was. and this one that was the innovative thing in this is Scott Atkins and we've seen Donnie Yen do it in the Fat Cop one or whatever but he, however they rigged that fat suit I don't know how they did it it was he was amazing his performance was amazing and. And it was just uh, that was, and I, I'm a sucker, and I, and I do have a problem with guys flinging like hatchets around, and everybody's still dancing. I had a real problem. And it was, it seemed like the reaction to like, oh, there's guys killing each other and people running out of the nightclub. That was a little slow to develop, but the fight, right. the actual fighting between uh, Scott Atkins and John Wick, I just thought that was the, one of the more innovative fights that uh, I've ever. You seen. know what? I'm gonna, I'm going to disagree with you. What I really enjoyed about that scene was that the kids, you could see the kids looking at them. They, they were, they were looking, and but they kept dancing. And I thought to myself, okay, we talk about this being on the fringe. There is, there is, They're what used part to it, of maybe? no? What part of it do you go? Is this part of a show yeah. that I'm watching? Is uh, this part of the nightclub's atmosphere? They're just. I don't know because these guys are so good when they shoot they don't they don't hit. Yeah. Here's my problem with the John Wick films is is for me anyway is that they just take it too far. If you brought it down a notch, I for me it would all be believable. This one was I could go into so it. over this one was like they figured out okay we've gotten to the fourth one it's got to be like the blowout. It's literally every set is these baroque churches and and these huge nights, Paris, you know Paris, and and they, the they the, the scope of. of the desert that was in uh, that was in Lawrence of Arabia, and and it was just every single thing was just even like the, the sets were all these these grand things, and and the the villain was this uber you know like generational money marquee, and his he's he's got a stable of horses that's twenty stalls long, and and he's wearing like you could tell the suits were like. $5,000 oh, yeah. or something like that. And the it, tracker even says yeah. it. Clearly you can afford it. Yeah. And it was just... And, and then you have... Uh, they're, they're signing... You know, and the, oh, and I the the whole agreeing to the terms of the duel with the the dominoes or whatever. What That was fucking great. I, yeah. I, I loved Clancy Brown in this yes. as the Harbinger. That's what I mean. Or they come a up Harbinger. With so much great shit. I yeah. actually read that, a review that, that wanna... said that this, this was a trim, really cool... Hundred and you know twenty minute. There was some somewhere in this film. There was a hundred and twenty minute really awesome action movie, and it was just it was overblown to me. And and the perfect example of that is what you brought up is the two hundred and twenty two stairs or whatever. And then when he at, falls down, and I'm yeah. sorry. That's when I was kind of. That's when I started. Well, no, you know what? You, you know, know where I'm looking at the watch. What took me out of it was the same thing that took me out of it in three. So you you set up this duel. Now you're going to have a duel between this guy's right or this guy's right. Whoever fucking lives is right. Whoever dies is wrong. 
this is what's going to happen. It happens at dawn. Oh, by the way, I can take out a $40 million contract to have everybody in fucking Paris want to kill the one guy so he can't make it. What part of that is rules and consequences? Yeah. I just looked at that and went, this now you've made it so fucking stupid. It's the second movie you've done that in. Yeah. Why doesn't somebody look at the mark? And, and everybody knew what he was doing. I don't understand why Clancy Brown, hold on, why Clancy Brown didn't just go, uh, you're a fucking prick, you lose. Uh, the scene when Clancy Brown and the Maquis are walking and he says, you know, John, if John Wick wins, he will shake the foundation of everything that the high table is built on. And he basically is saying to him, you John did. Wick cannot win. You better know what you're fucking doing. To me, it was a setup the whole time. Although it's rules and consequences, it's the same reason why they killed the elder from the third movie and there was a new elder in this movie. It's because he allowed John Wick back in to the fold and then John Wick said, fuck off. And him and Winston, at the end of it, now John Wick is a problem. And that's why he, the Marquis said... I don't want to kill John we, Wick. I want to kill John. Anything that John Wick influences, John Wick, yeah. touches, and to me, the way I took it was, the high table and the Maquis were in this together the entire fucking time. And if John Wick doesn't make it, they kill Winston, and everything is good. But if John Wick wins, he's a fucking saint. And ultimately, now that's he also is what, an example that you can rebel against the high table right. and get away with it. Yes. Right. And that's that's how I that's how I that's interpreted it. I I I appreciate your interpretation of that. I think that's really good. Yeah, it actually makes me like the movie a little bit better. And, and, yeah. I, and actually, when what I was thinking no, when he I, went I, back to the one. elder, and he said it came back for two things, and one of them was his ring. Yeah, yeah. Right. In the previous podcast, you said that I don't know if it was you. I think it was both of you. He didn't have the ring. You know, it didn't mean anything to him. He just gave up his finger and he gave up the ring. This is him going back to say, it still matters to me. I want to get the ring back. That's why I came all this way. Oh, sorry, I don't have it more. You know, it's gone. Just like my predecessor is. Well, guess what? You're gone too. Yeah. You know, so he's. it's still in him. It's, that drive is still there. And it's still, he cared about the ring. It's still his memory of his wife. But, I, I mean, I agree with your point 100%. They could not let him win. That's exactly why the Continental had to get destroyed, too, why they blew it up, was because we can't have Winston helping John Wick. We can't have anybody helping John Again, Wick. Again, rebelling against the high table. Right. We got we to gotta show them what happens. That's why it's not like, oh, you get a slap on the wrist. Or, no, we take the whole building away. Now that sends a message to everybody else. You all John Wick, John you're Wick. screwed. Right. Right. Everybody knew that. But I think it's even emphasized. But they probably more. never had anyone go against them before, right? Oh, been, there is still no through all three movies. There's been friends of his that are still. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, saying John Wick's the one going against the high table, right. from the get go. No one's done that before in a long, probably a long period of time. And no one's done it and before, no one's been and been as successful yeah, yeah, as yeah. him. I think that the adjudicator basically just you know in the third film was like. You know, you go against the high table and you are going to feel the consequences. I thought you should have shot her there, right there, and then too. As soon as Me she, too. Just, well, if she turned his back on him, just. Poof. I think they made up for that in the Continental. That Winston did. Winston well, yeah, shot no, the adjudicator 
Yeah, and, but, and, and and again, going back now, we go full circle back to the continental where where we started this whole thing, and and Winston was the first guy that went against the high table and, and basically proved I be- belong, I belong in your circle mm-hmm. when he, especially at, at the end when he shot the adjudicator or whatever. So, all right, yeah, I don't. Uh... It just didn't do it for you. That's okay. Yeah, I just fucking hated it. You're wow. So from that point, I was like, okay, this now the movie's stupid, and and you're not going to give me anything because I know where it's going. You... I was really, I was really a little shocked. Uh, spoilers, um, that they really didn't make any kind of a big deal out of two things out of his death. He's not. It dead. just okay. Yeah, I know because there's a John Wick five coming. Which could be a prequel, by the way. Right. Could, but anyway, I mean, no, it could I be the impossible. Be, when I saw the I movie, I hope it's not. Uh, I, so do I. But uh, the other thing was, I it bothered me, and it bothered me when it happened, because then I knew what was going to happen. It, it completely gave it away. But when he said "loving husband," I want mine to say "loving husband." I wish they hadn't done that. I wish that "loving husband" would have just come from uh, Winston or. Somebody else Him, where they would have so hit you over the head. Yeah, yeah, they hit you over the and head. And then it would have lowered down to loving husband because then we would have all gone, oh. Tears of joy. But so uh, when he said, though. loving husband, I won't mind to say loving husband, I went, we're going to see a tombstone with John Wick's name on it that says loving husband. That's a given now. Okay. And no more. I, I, was, I was cool because at the beginning of this, I. I, it was my my thought was that he was going to die. Can't go on forever. They're building the world. We know that. There's so many cool characters. John Wick is not going to be forever into this. And Keanu Reeves is getting older. Um, this does set up, though, that maybe they do a, another movie where John Wick is. I, I wouldn't mind if they do John Wick is much older. I don't want a prequel. Old Man Wick. Old Man Wick. Actually, you know, I could see them doing that. Whether I like that, whether what, but I still liked the duel, and I and I thought uh, I thought way, it was an interesting way. I thought rather than having the, I mean, and they they had the overblown action scene leading up to it. Yeah, but it was again, it was a seventies movie. There, it, it was much a much quieter exchange than what you would expect in a in a you know a Bruce Willis movie or something like that. I um. It bums me out because the the cinematography in this is so good. Mm-hmm. The action scenes are shot so well. Mm-hmm. The characters are quirky and fun and comic booky, and I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah, uh, they just I went too far with it. Yeah, they, they, this one was. It, it would have been cool if the if the table take it down a couple notches. You can't blow up a fucking building in New York. First of all, New York, because that's still for some of us yeah. is a little triggering. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it is. Uh, you can't destroy a building in New York and then go, okay, there was no repercussions to it. Or, or it was just set up, you know, but the, what I would say is, is they would have it set up so that it was just set up for demolition. Just set up. That's all it was. Oh, yeah, I know. Except for the way that it went. No, and I agree. <laughs> no, I do. But, <laughs> you know. Got an hour to get everybody out of the building. There's Yeah, no, but see, but everybody no, else uh, around that doesn't around. know because nobody goes into any yeah. Continentals yeah, without... Yeah, yeah. You can't go in. No, it's, no, you can't. You can, but you can't get anywhere. No, they show that a coin. in the Continental without a coin. You no, can't no, get a room without get a, a room. coin. You can't, and 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 you they're can't. not going to. They're going to have an. She issue. gets a That's, drink without a coin. Yeah. Yes, and that only after. Yes. No. Only after somebody. Right. Gives them the no, I, I understand her. that. Yeah. But what I mean is that you can walk in. But now, 
now like that was in the beginning like that was i just don't see that happening now um i think it would be great i would love to see um mr and mrs old jewish couple walking into the fucking cotton metal <laughs> <laughs> would that this not is, be this is one of the top 20 on uh you know travel we were looking at it uh <laughs> that would have been fucking great uh yeah Zagat's racist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have a Zagat rating, but we noticed it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it was just, uh, it, they would have just brought it down a little bit to. to I, I agree. I, to I, be it, a criminal's organization that you could not, that it controlled the entire fucking world and they were completely untouchable. And uh, then I, I just went, eh, it's too much. I would have loved um, by the end when he got to the stairs that. Because I thought Donnie Yen stole the, the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Some of absolutely. the best. The scene where he is eating, he's eating. Oh, yeah. And then the uh, Chidi comes Super over boy. and says, hey, <coughs> blind man, yeah. do your job. And he then is just like, and he's like, I'm enjoying this. And he's not even done chewing. Yes, he's still chewing. when he's doing it and then he sits down, and he's just like this. But throughout the, even when they introduce him. And he comes out and he's just like, I'm retired. Yeah, get somebody else. And he just Yeah. This. Yeah. He's just saying, I have such disdain for you people that I'm literally gonna wipe snot from my nose. And I thought it was a subtle little thing, but I was just like he... and then at the end when like why couldn't he be at the stairs knowing that he's got two hundred and twenty stairs to go up? Don't you don't have to fall down him again. Cause even then I was just like, Oh my fucking god. But if he was there, because when he got up and he's just like, you can't shoot me. He's like, no, I can't, but I can punch you. And then he kicks his ass. And I was just like, this is, you know, Donnie Yen has got the best scenes in this movie. We keep, we always say he can do anything. Right. And even them walking to the duel and he's just like, you know, you owe me. Yeah. It shocked me how good his English was. Yeah, Yeah, I actually... Um, I, I he was English was pretty good in Star Wars, yeah. but the whole scene with him eating, he, he put that in. He was the one that said, "Now nah, I want to show the character." He just me like, at that point. It's like I just want to show the character that I'm not interested in the fight, and I'm you know I'm just I'm here I'm, I'm, I'm here because I have to I'm be. Here I have to be. I still get, I'm still hungry, so you know he put that in, and I think it was this goes back to something that you've said numerous times. Donnie Yen is a much much better actor. And people give him credit for yep, it. He's yeah. not just uh, a martial arts guy. guy. Yeah. He is a, a true actor. He's very good at what he does. Oh, he was great. I actually loved the little motion sensors. That oh, was like, those, oh, those, oh, those, where, those oh, the, the doorbell? Yeah, the doorbells. Yeah, yeah. 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 No. First time I saw that, I was like... And then it happened, and I was like, oh. I actually thought he was like, these were like explosives I, I or something too. like yeah, that. I and then all of a sudden, bing, bing, and it's boom, 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 boom. I'm like, uh, fuck. I absolutely love the doorbell sound. Yeah, that's what I thought, too, is that it was going to be some kind of... But when it was yeah. just an old doorbell yeah. sound, I, how perfect is that? Yeah. The other thing I want to, the other part I want to bring up real quick, uh, the cars, seeing Cattle Reeves spin the, the Challenger around with no doors as he's driving, pick up the gun and keep going, that was practice, and he was able to do that. That was so that wasn't that CGI. wasn't CGI. Holy shit. They did help him. They said he, on the glove they put a Velcro on the gun and they put some Velcro on the glove. On the glove oh. to help him pick it up, right? But okay. the whole timing, they had uh, Tanner Faust showed him, and they went through all the training on the cars, <laughs> and he was the one that actually did that. I thought that was pretty cool. The whole sequence of him driving, that was him. 
I, I one last thing because I always I love soundtracks. I love the soundtrack of this. Um, and then uh, the end credit song is sung by Akira, who's actually she's a, a pop uh, Japanese pop star, pop star from, and she's got a, a British accent as well. Um, I thought she was great, and um, it's a very cool song. Uh, I would love to see more in the John Wick world with uh, the Osaka, that 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 continental. All right. This was, uh, again, an excellent conversation, gentlemen. Thank you. What was the star rating for John Wick 4? Five. Five star? Oh, yeah. I'm going to go a little bit less uh, just because I think f- the first one was a five. I think this one, to your point, I think they did go a little bit over. Like I said, falling down and getting hit seven times and all the way down the stairs. So I'll go four. Um. Yeah, I can buy into four. Yeah? You're going to give it that much? Really? Uh, You know what, Donnie Yen? uh, Again, the cinematography, the shot selection, there was a lot of innovative stuff. Did I fucking care about any of it? No, but I really enjoyed... Disposable. They didn't give you any... Again, the, the fight scenes, by this point... You're not building any kind of suspense. You're not. Uh, at least they fucking killed him, but you don't believe he's dead. So, I, I yeah, okay, maybe a the three only and problem a half. I had three. with it was we'll the length of it. Two, two hours and I'll knock it down. minutes almost. Fucking three. Yeah. Fucking three. Four. They talked you into a All right. I'm surprised I'm going to It got made. I, I, Donnie Yen is the star and a half. Yeah. And then uh the the stuff that they did that they didn't do in the other three movies is a half star. I actually <laughs> I would say I would go like four and a half because I think the first two are five star movies. I was gonna go four and a half, but I'm gonna actually take a star off because of the steps and I actually thought there was two points where I was looking at the clock and that was the Arc de, I think the the Arctic de Triumph ran about five minutes too long with the cars. Mm-hmm. And I thought that the stairs were, you should have had, that should have been one time up. Yeah. With Donnie Yen. I'm going to say three and a half stars. We've come to the end of the John Wick uh, series. Uh, We've had uh, everybody's opinion on this one. Give the whole thing a watch. Let us know what you think. (laughs) 